0: Welcome to our podcast, a quest to engage and unpack our African experiences, a celebration of our identities, our successes, a fearless voyage into ourselves. Zazi. Hello, it's Refinwe, a South African currently based in Orléans, France. I am so excited that Patricia and Fisi finally have their podcast, The Zazi. It is definitely going to be worth a listen.
1: Hello, this is BB coming to you from Little Rock, Arkansas. You are listening to the Zazi podcast with Patricia and Christine. Enjoy
0: town Patricia and christine
1: What is the meaning of zazi? So Christine maybe you can tell me a bit how the name came about. Remember we were struggling to like come with a name and we were yeah just trying around a few names. So um in Zulu what is Zazi? So Zazi in Zulu generally means know yourself
0: and like you said we were in the midst of trying to decide what to call this podcast. We were googling things. We were looking for innovation and I realized at some point in time that I had, in fact, this name that was inspired by a song by a musician called Pamela Mbanza, and the song is called Zazi. And I had always stored that name in my life, thinking that one day I'd have the opportunity to name someone's child, and Zazi was going to be that name. And so we were trying to find a name, and I was like, oh, my goodness, this is our baby. So this is the child that perhaps could do with this name, seeing as it means know yourself.
1: I love it. And you know, when you send me that name Zazi, I was checking my WhatsApp and then I was like, wow, first of all, I really love the way it sounds and also has a meaning in Swahili. I speak Swahili and Zazi means, yeah, fertility, it has everything regarding fertility, uh fruitful. I know like, for instance, in my region where we talk about when a woman is fertile, we said Buzazi. So it really, yeah, like you say, it comes on point. Maybe this is like how baby that we need to grow. I really love the name. So maybe people can tell us more how they feel about this. But yeah, so it's everything that has to be with fruitful, with uh fertility, with uh, success, creating something and sit it into fruition. How do you say that? Fruition. Yes. <laughs> fruition. And yeah, so that's the meaning of Zazi. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It can be a beautiful baby name. Is it a, a girl's name in Zulu?
0: I think it would be a girl's name, but you know what? Don't take me for being (laughs) an official knower of this information. But yes, I had it in mind for a female child.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. No love. I love it. And yeah, it was so funny when we're trying to come up with a name and yeah, definitely uh, naming someone or something. It's always been a bit difficult for me, even when I was uh, looking for a name around my blog. But to me, Zazi—that's the name. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how people love it. How we grow to love the name. Uh, but yeah, it's as if welcome to Zazi. So, welcome. <laughs> so maybe we can go. Why now? Well,
0: so for our, <laughs> our listeners, Patricia and I, myself, I'm Christine. I'm we Patricia. Met at work, and oftentimes we were in two different departments. We often found ourselves having these really rich rich conversations in these small pockets of time stolen in the office we felt the need to perhaps realize this into something larger than just ourselves and just that small office space
1: yes i completely agree like it's been what maybe two or three years you started at the office during COVID, correct but we're working from home so we really didn't know each other and then when we start working first uh like twice a week going to the office yeah, we'll just discuss and debrief everything, uh current affairs, pop cultures news, whatever trending or buzzing, whatever we're reading on social media. And yeah, I really enjoy the fact that we're having natural, organic, deep, something very light also, very light and funny and conversation. And we really found uh that we can there's value in it for us sharing that with the world. That's why we're here, that's what we try to bring you. Uh Yes, how amazing conversation with you guys. True, because we really do hope that
0: our audience will build out into the African diaspora. We are encouraged at the prospect of building a community with you, a community that you can engage with us, where you can even hear your own stories and your own expressions. We are here to be vehicles of your expression. And we truly hope that you enjoy this experience with us and that it can be a lightful and equally a nourishing experience for us all.
1: Yes, I completely agree. I remember coming back to when we were looking uh, for a name, we are just looking for something. Remember we had that conversation around like what uh, African... uh artisanship, craftsmanship that is there, that is sort of weaving people together, bringing women, but not only women, but just people together, and forging a community around uh, our stories, our narratives, um, our different uh, experiences. Uh, Yes, just to create a rich uh, human experience, the spirit of bringing people together, women together, Communities, etc Yeah, that's But I really-
0: also think it's so necessary To claim back our identity Um In large part Some of it could be commodified And for the most part, the African experience Or the African narrative is told through this One-dimensional lens That it is like X to be African Or it is like X to be Nigerian Or it is like X to be Congolese when in fact it is No one thing it is a multitude Of things and we are Here to give expression to all those Multitudes our own of course from our Own personal experiences and of course Like we indicated earlier we want to hear Your experiences too So what can we Expect
1: I completely agree about uh, having this. Um, you know, usually when people, they, they will be like, Oh, you African. Oh, you Congolese. Oh, you're South African. You should know this. Uh, do you guys do this? Do you, but you know what? As a Congolese person, if I talk about my experience growing up in Congo, having traveled to two or three different countries, the experience is completely different. You will meet someone. I'm from Lubumbashi in the, uh south uh, eastern southern region of um of Congo you'll meet someone from the capital, Kinshasa. The experience is completely completely different. They'll be like, "No, man, what is she talking about? I never seen that. We don't do things this way. So yes, I think the purpose as well is just really to just give voices to all these different narratives, stories, experiences. This is really what we want to achieve.
0: Well, I think a good segue into what our listeners could expect is perhaps some storytelling. And I know that we spoke about this offline, just particular stories or sentiments or things we wanted to share or stories that led us to this point of wanting to share um and create the space. So I'm going to kick off then. Um, while you can just attach yourself to the story you're going to share for us. But for me personally, I expressed to Patricia that my identity as a person of color, I only, it truly only dawned on me when I got to tertiary. I was a student in my whole life, um, at what was called private schools in South Africa. And only when I got to the university of the Witwatersrand in Johannesburg, did it dawn on me that I'm actually black, like that I'm actually of a different, some sort of configuration to the white people who I went to school with to the Indian girls that I went to school with. I am actually black and that means something in this country that is South Africa. And Patricia asked, how did that come to pass? That only when I was in varsity did it dawn on me that I was black. And the story behind that is that I was born in a uh, Bantustan in South Africa called Buputatswana. and the head of Buputatswana was Ramangope and he infectively ran a very um there's a word i'm looking for cosmopolitan um bantustan so a lot of the world had access to sun city which is where sun city was in lupu Marula's marula sun was in lupu so my earliest years were in a very global space and, you know, I had I was none the wiser about racism in a real way. And then post that, there was 94, and there was democracy, and then we were living in a rainbow nation under Nelson Mandela, who was all about forgiveness, kumbaya, love each other, <laughs> we were all the same. And so, again, that thing didn't click that I was necessarily black, particularly because I was in a school that didn't let us speak our African languages. Wow. And I was in a school that had systems and policies in place that, you know, um foregrounded the English and the white experience and the Western ways. And so it was only after that, that I landed in South Africa, like for real, for real. Yeah. And um so, yes, my world changed and I've been on a journey ever since and yeah. it continues today.
1: No, I mean, your story is very fascinating because like I was telling you last time, for us growing up outside, when we were looking at images from South Africa, like in the news, whatever, they were always portraying this very uh, racialized society and talking about Nelson Mandela and people fighting for freedom. So for me, it really came as a surprise to hear about your experience. And yeah, but a bit about me. Um So I was born and raised in Congo and I went to what I can call also like sort of um a white school actually uh, first it was a french school and then after that i went to the belgium school so what happened in a lot of even in south africa now uh, in a lot of african countries they they have what they call like consular schools these schools are connected to uh embassies and consulate or they used to be so you've got the french school you've got the belgium schools so when you go to this type of school you really have a You've got the French or the Belgium or whatever curriculum. And yeah, you've got this kind of experience. So for me, I went to that school. We didn't learn much about Congolese history or anything like that. Um, also it was, we were just speaking French. We didn't have lessons into. Swahili or other, um, Congolese languages. And for me, my identity there, it's always been shaped what, what I was learning at home. And of course, what I was uh, experiencing, um, at school. At home, I come from a family, a background where. They were just telling, yeah, they were instilling in us this deep, uh, our heritage. Yeah. Uh, I think compared to some of the school, schoolmates, we always really been proud about, okay, you are Congolese. You come from this, um, tribe and this background. I grew up with, uh, my grandma was, um, she's a very important figure. Uh, my paternal grandmother, she's a very important figure into my life. So we've always been talking about where we're coming from and our values, uh, our cultures, everything. But on the end, other end, I will go to a school where we, it was just like, yeah, things were in black and white, if I must say um teachers were white uh with learning about the french revolution etc then belgium history when i moved to the belgian school so i can say that i always had this sort of uh dynamic sort of double i don't know double yeah so i was just between the two uh being very congolese at home and going to those schools and for me uh the African identity kicked off when I went to pursue my study in Belgium because there it was not about being Congolese, about this, about that. Yes, it's important where you're coming from, but this is where I really belong to a biggest a Pan-African uh, sort of community. I had friends from Cameroon, from Cote d'Ivoire, from all over the place, Mali, Guinea, et cetera, et cetera. And there the experience being uh, Congolese now was attached to something, something bigger. So this is how I can explain a bit about my um, identity. And of course, but we'll chat about it later. I think we both went into what we call white schools and it's very <laughs> interesting. Um, yeah, it's really something on its own that we need to talk about navigating. What you mentioned also, not speaking, uh, being for uh forbidden to speak our own African language in those backgrounds and yeah it's just it's 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 a whole we need to unpack that at a later stage. But yeah. for now I'll stop here. <laughs> so there is much to unpack
0: and we plan to do this bi monthly. So twice a month is our aim. We hope that it's enough for you and we really hope that it's fruitful for you too in all the ways possible.
1: Yes like uh, Christine is saying we comes to come uh to comes to you for first starter twice a month, then we'll talk about all these, our identities, stories behind our names, all these different experiences we had with schooling. We'll talk about, um, motherhood, sisterhood. Uh, what else, Christine? <laughs>
0: What else about the decolonization of ourselves Uh, Still in this day and age About our representation About Mm -hmm. people who move us About music There will be music too um, Because we work for an organization in the music space So we have a lot to say about that Um, And also we invite you to perhaps familiarize
1: yourself With Patricia's blog House of Zynga. Yes, House of Zinga. I will, uh, yes, we'll, we're going to have our social very soon and we're going to plug out all details, but I do have a blog called houseofzynga.com. I'm, I'm here speaking almost in French. Houseofzynga.com. Do you want to tell the story of Queen and Zinga just a little? Yes, so, um, my, uh, my blog's name was inspired by Queen Zinga. I'm sure a lot of you now are familiar because there's a series on Netflix about uh, her story. So she was an Angolan queen, um, w- w- at least what we know now as the modern Angola. Uh, she was one of the prominent, uh, African queens, yes, African personality that I came across when I was trying to learn more on myself, on our African history, on our rich history. So yes, Alcavzenga she's a one of the few African queens that always comes about when you do some research, and she's a very important figure in fighting or um, against colonization. In that case, particularly Portuguese uh, colonization. And yeah, she's a fearless leader. She was um, a very astute diplomat. Uh, she was very resilient, uh, resourceful. And yeah, but I'm sure at some stage also we'll talk maybe more about all these figures, whatever. But yeah, uh, check out my blog for now, houseofzinga.com.
0: You know, I must tell you a secret. Well, perhaps it's not a secret, but I actually have a friend whose name is Nzinga. Really? So I know my own Queen Nzinga. Shout out to Queen Nzinga Quinta, who is a broadcaster, MC, doing the most, writer of children's books. We see you, mommy. So I just thought I should just prop her up a moment there.
1: I don't know her yet, but she sounds very interesting and she sounds like someone that will, will need to interview. Maybe. I mean, so shout out to Zinga. That's a beautiful name. Oh, and talking about that, actually my middle name, it's Muzinga. This is also how the name of my blog came about. My name is Muzinga and it's, um, the meaning is when you're born with the umbilical cord around your neck. So a lot of people in my, um, culture in Congo, you'll see people named Muzinga, like me, or Mujinga. is the same thing. And I think, I'm not sure. I need to verify that. And I think it's also the same meaning around, um, Queen Zinga name. It's also, I found somewhere that also people in that region born with the umbilical cord and what the name are called also Zinga. But now talking about that, Christine, maybe we need to talk a bit more about us. In a nutshell, Christine, who are you? What's your passion? What you like? What do you do in your free free time? Yes.
0: Okay. Fundamentally, I, I call myself a professional music enthusiast. That is how I pay the bills in this world. Um, <laughs> I started a foundation with a friend of mine. Well, not a foundation. We founded an organization with a friend of mine called Josie Unsigned. And that was like a jumping board into the music space and ultimately when it's not music my next love or not even my next love my first love is my family so i'm committed to being family and in fact yes i grew up knowing that i'm swati and knowing all the stories around it but sometimes you know you get told these stories and because it doesn't matter nobody tells you that you're black i don't know if i'm distinguishing this properly but that i'm swati has nothing to do with that i am black okay but back to what I was
1: saying. <laughs> back to yourself.
0: Um, yes, I'm a family girl. I'm a really simple girl and I am a professional music enthusiast. Long story short.
1: Yes, amazing. Yeah, so about me. So, yeah, so obviously by now you know our name. So my name is Patricia Yumba Muzinga, Patricia in French because I'm a French speaking person. And yeah, i also like a music lover. I always love music. I always tell people like, uh, I'm really like your MTV girl. I really grew up in, in front of all these MTV music videos, Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson, whatever. I love music. I love pop culture. I love also current affairs. Actually, I think that I've always been a very curious person. I always wanted to understand the world around me growing up my community, then my country, then Africa as a continent, then the diaspora. So I've always been curious to know more about the world, know more about people and their experiences. So I've grew up watching a lot of TV. Reading magazine. I think I'm a magazine junkie and watching different shows. And obviously, like Christine said, we work um, in a music, uh, in an organization that evolves around music. So music is a big passion and also one of the most important role in my life. I'm a mother to a boy. He's 10. So yes, I'm keen around conversation also that. It was around being a mom, struggling uh, with juggling all this, working and being a mom, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, for now, that's it. And also, I love pop culture, <laughs> like all this conversation. I'm always on social media reading about things around, uh, yes, uh, celebrities and whatever. Yes, <laughs> that's that's something that I really love and I'm passionate about. We will make time for some tea. Yes, I think that's, that's yes, some teas. That will be very entertaining and important as well.
0: I must admit, so there's been a story unfolding out in the world with the criminal called Tabo Besta, the Facebook rapist in South Africa. And it's a really dramatic story that I am pretty sure will be on Netflix in due time. However, just to tell the story of how invested Patricia is in pop culture... (laughs) So before the story Dropped that there was a table bista Before anything of that nature happened Patricia went And followed a doctor On social media by the name of Dr Nandipa Makudumana She bought the stories That were written about her as one of Mail and Guardian's top 100 What have you She was inspired by this woman who achieved running her own surgery or her own practice for skin who was coining it who was living her best ig life (laughs) so patricia was like okay i'm about her i you know i vibe with her and so when the news broke that this dr nandipa woman was in fact the number one accomplice of the escape of this convicted rapist and murderer Tabo besta like her life was (laughs)
1: Shock. <laughs> are you well <laughs> yes i mean i like the way you put it like like you said so first of all i'm very big and i'm sure you are too i'm very big into supporting women especially like african women black women and yes yeah, so i was following i don't know how she came about on my timeline but i was following her like you said the beautiful aesthetic she's a she's a doctor and she's a high achiever and this and that and she's beautiful she's a very beautiful woman so and yeah so i was following her and then this story broke out and she was the accomplice of this guy coined the facebook rapist oh my god i was yes i was very shocked and also i'm thinking that yes now my um my idea of all these um Instagram successful women, whatever, it has changed dem- dramatically. And I really think that we need to talk about that. The way people portray themselves and what they sell and us, the audience, the way we engage with it. But yeah, that's a long story for another day. <laughs> so um, surely we'll dish into
0: that as well. Okay, yes. So as you can tell, there's lots for us to unpack. There is lots for us to engage with. There is a whole calendar of topics that we are yet to sink our teeth into. And like we had stated in the beginning, we invite you, once we have our socials up and running, to please share with us what are some of the burning issues in your life? What are some of the topical stories that you want to get to the bottom of? Do you want to play detective with us on some things? We are here
1: for it. So join us. Yes, yes. So... I hope you really want to join us on this journey. It will be interesting. I'm sure it will be fun. It will be diverse. It will be dynamic. And we want to hear from you as well. Let us know what topics you want us to talk about. We will very soon will put out there our socials where you can follow us, and yeah, once again, welcome to Zazie. And if you have listened up until the end already, thank you very much. Merci, asanti, real lavoro. We'll talk to you soon.
0: You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.